I think, you know, for managers, if you are in interviewing someone who's going through a crisis, uh, just employing that empathy and, and understanding is really going to kind of demonstrate who you are and who your company is to that interviewee. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another. Not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to have. All right, so today on the podcast, we started thinking about uh, people joining new teams, and Whitney recently joined the team here at Uptech, and we thought it was timely to discuss what it's like for a person joining a new team, especially in the midst of a crazy time like this. And the more we were talking about it, we realized that you know, really any time that someone's joining a new team, there's so much change. Things can feel chaotic. They can feel fun and exciting, but also mm-hmm. everything is it's all new. So we wanted to take a little bit of time here just to pause and talk about what what have each of our experiences been when we've joined new teams, um, mm-hmm. both in the past or just even super recently here, Whitney. But we just thought it'd be helpful to give managers like another perspective, fresh perspective, I guess, of what is what is your team member really looking for from you? What do they need to be successful right out of the gate? And so what I want to actually start with here is, Whitney, if you want to share a little bit about like the time the time frame and like the time lapse of everything that was happening leading up to you starting here at Uptick. Sure. So I applied for the role at Uptick on February 25th and the job posting said, you know, we're accepting applications until March 2nd. So you will hear from us after that point, uh, which was great because I knew not to freak out for those five or six days thinking, oh my goodness, they don't, (laughs) they're not reaching out to me. So (laughs) submitted on the 25th. And then on March 2nd, the day of the application deadline, um, a tornado hit Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I live and where I'm located. Uh, Thankfully, my house was not damaged um, and I was okay. However, we did lose power for nine days, which was wow. extremely <laughs> stressful. <laughs> so that that was Tuesday morning, the tornado hit. That Friday, as I was checking into a hotel for the afternoon to, or for the weekend to get some power and hot water, I received an email from Michael saying, hey, we would love to have you interview. You know, I want to do a video call. What times work for you? It's <laughs> going, this is so great. How am I going to do this video call? I have no idea when I'm going to get power again. We don't have Wi-Fi. And this was also the onset of social distancing and restaurants and cafes shutting down or decreasing how many people could be there. So the option to go, you know, hang out at a cafe and bum off of someone's Wi-Fi for the afternoon wasn't there either. So I responded to Michael and said, I'm really, really excited about this. We just got hit by a tornado, which was something (laughs) I never really expected to have to say in a job interview. We just got hit by a tornado. We don't have any power. I have no idea when I'm going to be able to do this call with you. Uh, And I heard back from Michael pretty quickly right away. And he said, oh, my goodness. Glad you're okay. No worries. Let's connect on Monday and see if you have a better idea of your power situation. You know, Monday came around. I still didn't have power. 
Still didn't have power on Tuesday. And that's when I said, you know what? I'm just going to check into a hotel for the week. So either way, I'm going to have power <laughs> somehow. I might be mm-hmm. doing this from a hotel room, but we're going to do this call. Uh, so Michael and I had our call. I was in a hotel room down in Alabama um, for our first <laughs> video call. And then thankfully, uh, that that was on Wednesday. That Friday, I interviewed with Chris, and we had just gotten power back the night before. So I was back in my own home. We didn't have any food because we had to throw it all away, but mm. we were in the house. The lights were on. The Wi-Fi was on. Um, but it's certainly been the most chaotic interview process I've ever had, that's for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine that. <laughs> it was just like when I when I first messaged you, you're like, yeah, we got hit by a tornado and everything. I was like, oh, okay, do, why do I follow up with that? <laughs> I, well, I, I kind of said it. I was like, does this sound like, oh, my cat ate my homework or something? I mean, it, it yeah. sounds so ridiculous, but I, I swear it's real. Like, there was yeah. a tornado. <laughs> we don't have power. Yeah, and the thing with that was we were just thinking, like, well, we really want to – talk with Whitney. So I guess the thing we need to do is express that by being as flexible as we can be and accommodating. Mm -hmm. And I think that wove itself into like the next steps in the process. And then you you did a trial project with us and then here you are on the team. And as right now, you're, you're going to be a full-time remote team member. You're actually moving now too, (laughs) uh, coming up. And thinking about like right now, our whole team is remote with everything with, um, COVID-19, but we're, at some point we're going to go back to some normalcy of like going to the office and you're not going to be in that office um, or anything like that. So when you think about like what has made you feel more part of the team in the midst of like all the craziness, is there anything that like you were really like hoping for or have, have like appreciated either in this jo- job or, or in other ones when you've like joined a new team that have gone well or that you think have like helped bring together some of like the team cohesion? Sure. Um, It was almost uh, helpful for me that everyone else was remote at this time, because Mm -hmm. when you start a new remote position, one of the biggest uh, challenges is feeling left out when the rest of the team is all together in one place. Mm -hmm. We're all scattered right now. So I'm not the only one who has to video into our weekly calls or, or anything like that. And, People are experiencing the same struggles I am with, you know, oh, my Wi-Fi is down at my house or I'm having technical difficulties. You know, that's something everyone who's kind of had to very quickly transition to remote work has been going through. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that sort of shared experience has been great. But I also think both of you have been so just like gone out of your way. Uh, On my second day, we had a welcome lunch where you guys had a local delivery or a local restaurant deliver lunch to me. And we all got on a zoom call and just for an hour chatted. It wasn't about work. It was just about <laughs> getting to know people. Um, and so that was, lots, yeah, lots that, of cats. that was super great. Yeah. <laughs> lots of cats. Talking about a lot of cats. Um, but that was great because otherwise I probably would have never spoken to some of these, these people that I don't work directly with in a, social and get to know you type way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another yeah. thing that was, Oh, sorry. Go it, ahead. I was just saying, it's interesting because before everything changed where everyone's working from home and you don't travel, we were like, okay, yeah, we'll have whoever joins the team. If they're remote, like we'll fly them in and they'll come here and hang out with our team for a week <laughs> or something like that or two <laughs> weeks or so. 
And just to like have that opportunity connect, it's like, oh, apparently this just worked out because everyone else is now mm-hmm. has the empathy that the person who's remote, like what their situation is like. And yeah, just more empathy for that. I think something that was also super helpful was you mentioned the trial project I did. So I sort of worked for you and with you guys for a week before the offer came in. And you and I, Michael, spent a lot of time during that week talking, video conferencing, talked to Chris a couple times, which then two weeks later when I actually started, a lot of that, um, how are we going to work together? What are these people like? had already been answered for me because mm. we mm. kind of had that trial situation together. So it actually was weirder to me the two weeks in between. I was like, man, I, I, it's weird that I was working for uptick and now I'm not, but I can't wait to start again. So, mm-hmm. so I think that was cer- certainly helpful yeah. because it, it kind of gave me a head start with working with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's something that we, I have never done that before like myself, but it's something I wanted to partially just so like we're a small team. We're like, okay, well, how do we reduce the risk for both people? Like mm-hmm. you get into a new job and you're like, wow, Michael sucks. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird to quit in the first week, but it's better to quit in the first <laughs> yeah. week than it is in the seventh week, you know? Uh, but I was like, well, how can we reduce the risk for both people? Well, let's just do a project together and then we'll reevaluate and see if this is going to work out or not. If we think it's mm-hmm. on the right path, if this feels good. Um, Chris, when you first came to Uptick, which company parent company Open Systems, uh, before mm-hmm. Uptick was a thing at all, you're moving cross country and you were in like a big transition point in your life as well. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, we had lived in the same place for 19 years and had had been um, a part of the organization that I was a part of for 32 years. Lots of friends, lots of relationships that really spanned decades. Our kids grew up together. We had four kids. Uh, Two of them were uh, ready to go to college. One had just graduated from high school. In fact, we moved to the Twin Cities two days after my son's high school graduation. So there was a lot of trauma for the kids. You're trying to care for them as they're thinking about leaving the town that they grew up in. Uh, We moved two of our kids with us here. So there was a big transition there. Moved to a community where we didn't know anyone. And if anyone knows anything about the Twin Cities, People are super, super friendly, but it's hard to kind of get in the social groups because people are really connected here. So uh, we we showed up in town, brand new job. I moved from a nonprofit into a for-profit, you know, into the marketplace. And there was so much stress. And not all of it was bad stress, but there was still mm-hmm. a lot of stress. And so for me, I, there I needed something to help me feel safe. Now, fortunately, our CEO and I have been friends for, I'm going to date myself here, 40 years. Okay. So I've known him since I was in high school. So there was a lot of trust already built up in that relationship, but there was still, there was no one that I knew that I was working with except for him and had a couple conversations similar to what Whitney did. I had some conversations with some of the leaders. I don't think that they were probably as well structured. And so I didn't feel like I really got to know anyone. So it still felt mm. really weird. And the first thing I did with the team was go to a, a big team meeting in Florida together. So I'm meeting all these people, most of whom were going to report to me. And it was very, it was kind of like, well, what do I do? Do I, do I show my, am I transparent? Do I show who I really am? I mean, one of the things I loved about my conversations with Whitney is I felt like she was being totally transparent. So (laughs) the things that I saw in those conversations were very much who I know her to be now. 
but I, I was a little, I was a little less like, how much do I show? How much do I share? Do I share the fact that I've got, you know, significant weaknesses and I'm hoping that the people on the team will help, help me with those weaknesses because perhaps they're their strengths, things mm-hmm. like that. So it was a very odd situation when you're kind of meeting 13 people in person at the same time, they're kind of staring at you like you're, and, and some of the people were like, well, why is he even here? And there, there needed to be some, I was pretty circumspect as I was thinking about the, the meetings. And even as I was going through the meetings, I was probably a little bit more self-aware than I typically am. Um, and, and maybe even more uh, self-governing. I was careful about what I said. Uh, now it turned out to be a really safe environment. And by the end of the, the week there, I felt really good about it. But there were still so many other things swirling around. I had to sell a house in Indianapolis. I had to buy a house in Minnesota. Um, you know, had to pack yeah, small up stuff. Yeah, small <laughs> stuff like like packing up. You know, uh, six people and all of their stuff and driving it. You know, six hundred miles and putting it into another place and hoping that you can get rid of half of that stuff in the process, which we didn't do. It was hard. I think that the best thing for me was that the team was really accepting of me right out of the gate. Um, I felt like they were they were warm and and so if I if I can do anything for a new employee now and hopefully Whitney has experienced some of that is like how do we reduce the stress because there's just natural stress I mean you're changing jobs there's going to be stress you're you're moving relationships that you have six to eight hours a day ten hours a day and you're moving them from one group of people to another group of people that's that's tough so uh, for me developing those relationships. And then I continued, by the way, I continued to work remotely for three months after I took the job. So I was, you know, walking into my office at eight o'clock in the morning and just working all day and getting on phone calls, doing very similar things to what Whitney's doing. And that was, that was new to me uh, in that context. I'd had remote work before, but I'd never had a brand new job where I was working remotely and everybody else was in the same place. And so there were nine people that reported to me that weren't with me, that didn't know me. And that was really strange and hard. So I was trying to be really intentional about making, uh, making, initiating phone calls and talking with people about their dreams and their goals and things like that. It was really, really an interesting time. Something you guys both touched on is like the team being welcoming. You know, that's an easy thing to say, like, oh, yeah, I want to make sure we have a welcoming team for this person or or that. What do you think goes into actually feeling welcomed on a new team? Because it's easy to say, oh, we want to everyone give a, a big uptick welcome to Whitney in this video. <laughs> yeah. People send gifts and Slack, right? But what does yeah. it mean to actually feel welcome? That That's like being acknowledged. There's a difference between being acknowledged and being welcomed. Either of you have anything that you think of that kind of jumps off you? Uh, right away, like feeling welcomed on a team? Yeah, I think, I mean, the lunch and the social stuff was was great, but I think something, Michael, that you did really well and then the team also backed up was from the beginning, you, um, the first couple of things we worked on, you asked me, you would say, hey, would you mind reaching out to Chris and asking him X, Y, Z, or could you reach out to Britta and have her show you how how this works? So you put me in a position where I I needed to proactively reach out to these people, which is a scary thing, but everyone was so helpful when I messaged them and said, hey, Britta, could you at some point over the next few days make some time where we can chat and you can give me a product tour of Uptick? And she was 
absolutely. When are you free? Here's when I'm free. They're very accommodating in in helping me with the work, which I think when you start a new job is also what's really scary. You've got this, wow, I just sold these people on how great I am to the fact where they (laughs) want to pay me money to do things for them. Gosh, I hope I live up to it. Like, I, I think that's kind of, aside from the social stuff, what's really, really scary. And the fact that, Michael, you put me in positions, which, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's uncomfortable in that you're gonna grow from it kind of way. So the the mm-hmm. fact that you said, hey, I'd like you to reach out to these people. And then the people were just so willing to help. Absolutely. You know, they, they wanted to help get me onboarded and get me ramped up a- as much as anyone else. Yeah. And it's, and it's easy for me to, to have put you in that position because I know the team is up for it. They're, they're interested. And, um, and they know they're going to be helpful. So in that sense, like there was no risk in my mind of like putting you putting yourself out there. Like there's no risk of rejection from you. I know that mm-hmm. you don't know that, <laughs> right. but I know that like, okay, this is going to be a good experience. If I know anything about the team, this is going to be a good experience for Whitney. And, and it's just a good point to like get to know people when you're thinking about like getting to know those people, like first reaching out, what do you think you would want to make sure you do for a new person who joins a team, Whitney, after like experience being new? Because what I was just thinking about this is I actually need to do this right out. Like what are the things that I think about or thought about when I first started uh, work here? And I need to remember that those are the 80% of those thoughts are going to be the exact same thing that any new person comes. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be successful or I don't know what success looks like here, you know, until you get that clarification. But like, is my boss happy with my work? Do the people like me? Do they think I'm useful? Like all these kind of like questions that as a person leading a team needs to help answer for a new team member. Mm -hmm. But like even thinking just like from shoulder to shoulder, working alongside somebody, what is something that you would want to do in, in light of like taking a new job just now that you think like, oh, I liked this or I wish I had this? What is something that you would want to do for someone new that joins a team? Um, great question. Something that I experienced at the last role I was in, which I really enjoyed, was over the first two weeks, my manager said, hey, I want you to set up 30 minutes with each person on the team just to get to know with them, chat with them learn about what their role is and how they anticipate your roles will be working together. And some of those were in the office. Some of them were, hey, let's go grab coffee for 30 minutes. Uh, But they were just a very no pressure, get to know you one-on-one without, you know, 30 people in a room or or 15 people on a Zoom call. Um, And they were super helpful because, you know, they, they were able to give me some insider tips. Um, you know, I think everyone said, Hey, if our boss isn't saying anything to you, that's good. That doesn't mean (laughs) she's angry. That means you're doing well. That's just kind of the way she operates. And that's an insight I would never have gotten, you know, in a big group lunch with, with everyone there. So those those one-on-one interactions I thought were super valuable. And I, I think if, you know, if, and when we have someone join the uptick team, I would probably reach out and say, Hey, no pressure. No, no, this is a crazy first week, but let's, let's have a coffee chat over the next few weeks and I'll answer any questions you have or, 
or we can just talk about random things. Yeah. And we can say, and if Michael doesn't get back to you on Slack, he's not uh, <laughs> upset or ignoring you. He just has his notifications turned off and he'll get back to it when he exactly. sees it. You know? <laughs> Chris, what about you? Like you've, there's been a couple of different people that have joined the team since you yeah. have been more in a leadership role here. What, what are some of the different circumstances that maybe you've seen people come in from? Like, because people have come from different roles. Some people moved cross country. Um, mm-hmm. What have some of those been and like some of those people's situations? And then what do you, did you kind of have to change and tailor your approach to onboarding them and making them feel welcome? Or did, or is a lot of it the same? What, what's your take on it? That's a good question. I think I've learned a lot since I've come to Uptick. Some of it from you, Michael. I, I, I'm I'm not an individualist by nature. By that means, I don't I don't look at other people and I, I don't tailor uh, gifts and things like that to people like that. I do tailor my communication style to people. So if somebody's an introvert, I try not to overwhelm them with my gigantic steamrolling personality. Or uh, thank you. you know, try to. You're welcome. Uh, but I do think that there are some things you can do that I have seemed to really uh, minister to people, if I can use that term. That's observing the kind of things that they like and the things that would be meaningful to them. So when someone comes in, it's kind of the little things like, hey, do you want a plant for your desk? Or do you need a mouse pad? Or or things that will help them do their work. And I, I really enjoyed watching you do that with some previous employees that we had, getting things for them that they would like. I know you kind of even pushed Whitney a little bit like, okay, we want to get your remote setup to be great. And she's, of course, accommodating. She's like, oh, this will be fine. I'm going to do fine. I'll put my, you know, my computer on three books and it'll be just great. And and you kind of pursued it and said, hey, wait a minute. No, we've got monitor stands and it'll really help you. And finally she acquiesced and we were able to get her some stuff that hopefully have made a difference, right? I but- love the monitor stands. I don't know why I was so against them. They are great. <laughs> I well, appreciate them. Yeah, it's but it's those little things, right? It's the things that are you're not thinking about. You think, okay, I need to get them training or I need to get them. And those are important things. But Michael, as you've onboarded some people, you've you've talked about like, where do we get snacks? Who do I talk to if I want to get reimbursed for something that we're doing? Who makes decisions in these areas? Those don't seem like big things, but those sort of onboarding things really reduce the stress, I think, of somebody coming in new because all of a sudden, I mean, there's a million things they don't know. So we want to let them know all the things we can let them know right out of the gate to kind of reduce the load of unknowns. Yeah. And this is starting to get into a little bit of like, you know, useful ways of onboarding, but even those things like are just making someone feel in the loop and comfortable. Right. Because that's a whole nother thing of like, okay, how do you make someone feel welcome? That's one side of it. How do you feel comfortable is another thing and Mm -hmm. comfortable in the best sense of the word of, okay, I Mm -hmm. can, I can relax, I can settle in and I can get things done. And I think another, another part of it is when things are so kind of nuts and they're changing like this, like Chris moving cross country and kid going to school, go off to college and everything. And Whitney with the chaos of everything that's been happening (laughs) in this season, having something that you can count on is almost a nice stabilizer. Mm. So then like you and I started with Whitney as we had some projects that were like in the can ready to go and you've moved through them really quickly. So we haven't actually had like a big stack ready all the time. So it's kind of been like building the plane as we're going. But I think that's another thing that can help be a stabilizer is to say, okay, here's, here's some chunks of work that you can just own and are responsible for. And we're going to be super pumped if you own those things and crush them. And so that way you can know how to feel successful. Uh, This is a tip from the manager side is to say, I'll so often think in my head, oh, that's great. That turned out awesome. 
next thing, like moving on to the next thing and forget to just actually like write or be on the call and mention, Hey, thank you so much for just getting our blog on a consistent publishing schedule. That's what we've been needing. And it's been this humming stress on my shoulders for months, but you've removed all of that stress. And I'm so, so thankful for that. Just being able to give affirmation quickly can help set new team member at ease. I know that was big for me when I first came. I was coming from a different company. I was working on a really small team and I had multiple hats I was wearing at the time. And I moved to being very focused. Like I had one one major thing that was my job was organizing a whole like new testing structure for the for the app we were working on at the time. And I was coming from doing sales and product development and marketing and some support and, you know, anything else that wasn't development, basically. And so in that sense, it was really nice for me to like calm down. You knew that whole history, Chris, because mm-hmm. you were you spent the time asking me, what is it mm-hmm. that you're coming out of? What do you want the same? What do you not want the same? And so you knew that what, what I was really looking for was like, I just need to be able to focus on like, a smaller number of things so I can feel really successful doing that. And so you were really intentional about making sure that that is what happened. And there was different things that would come up and like, you'll get pulled into a different project because I'd had some experience in that or something. Mm -hmm. You were careful with me to make sure I was not widening out, that I was keeping it to the center so I could Mm -hmm. keep focusing on the the one thing because you knew that's what I needed to be successful in that time. So I think that's another point of being known not just being welcomed or comfortable, but being feeling like you actually are known on the team is a whole mm. other level too that can help bring some ease in the midst of all the transition. I totally agree with that. I, that was the thing, as I said before, that really stressed me out is there were so many unknowns. And for me, the people unknowns are a way bigger deal. So to Whitney's point earlier, finding ways to get people relational time, uh, not a Q and A, not a, you know, tell me all the deep secrets of the company, (laughs) but just what are the kind of things you like and who are you? And I think now that remote work is becoming more and more prevalent with businesses, not just because of crises like COVID-19, but just because people are now realizing that work can be done this way. I think it'll be done more this way. So how do we replace the kind of water cooler chats that tend to develop uh, meteor relationships. How do we replace those in this in this world today? And I think really being intentional is a big part of that, and that will help the the new employee feel like like oh I'm 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 a part of the team I'm there. And I, I don't know I mean Whitney I guess my question for you is how do you feel in terms of your progression toward getting to know the team and really being a part of it? Yeah, something I've really enjoyed is the sort of uh, fun Slack channels we have, like Pets (laughs) of Uptick, um, Good News. You know, the first few days I kind of sat back and just watched what was was being posted and I'd I'd give them a reaction or two, but... Pretty much every other day, you guys get a picture of my cat <laughs> in Pets of Uptick <laughs> because he's just great. Uh, but I, I really like having those dedicated channels for this is not for work. This is for team bonding, getting to know each other. You know, good news is great because that's, you know, good news that happened to me or around the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's customer focused or work focused. 
but I, I think those are really great. I, I think also Britta is probably the person I've, I've talked to the most outside of mm-hmm. you and Michael and, and my immediate team. And, and she and I always just find each other kind of chatting at the end of mm-hmm. a work call or the beginning of a work call, which has been great because that's probably what I would do if I walked up to her in person and said, Hey, Brenna, what's going on? Like chit chat mm-hmm. and then get, get to work. So, so that's been really great. And I've really enjoyed, enjoyed those. There are certainly members on the team I haven't spoken to as much, but the ones that I have, I, I feel a good rapport with and, and very comfortable with. And, and the people I haven't spoken with, that's just kind of been circumstance. I, I feel as if I could very easily, you know, mm-hmm. ping any one of them and say, Hey, I've got a question or, Hey, mm-hmm. can I talk to you about something? And they would say, Absolutely. What's up? Uh, no, no one's really scary or intimidating to to approach, which is great. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think kind of just to wrap up our conversation, then we we were talking about a few different things today, and I think there's an umbrella of intentionality over all of this. So mm-hmm. it, all of these steps require intentionality, both on team members that have a person new joining them people that are leading a team to put their team members in a place to succeed and make sure that the person who's joining is set up for success, but also on the the new team member to try to find out what ways can I be intentional to either show my, my intrigue of like what someone's up to, to build a relationship or, or interest in something or just sharing questions and seeking out that, that input. But what what we're kind of was coming down to was feeling welcomed on a team is different than being acknowledged on the team. Mm, mm-hmm. That was like one thing that we talked about being known rather than just being a person that's on the team, like someone actually knowing a little bit about your life. One of the things that was people knew most recently when you joined the team, when you was like, she's been through a tornado <laughs> in her hometown, lost power for a week, and now we're all remote. And so life is a little nuts, you know? So there's even just like some like basic mm-hmm. understanding of that. And then also, how do you help someone on the team just become comfortable? Not mm-hmm. not comfortable in the, in the point where they're skating along, but comfortable to the point that like, I can settle in and do some work. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of just like the relational side. There's a whole other section about like the work and feeling like they know what they're supposed to be doing and all of that. But I think just from the relational team side, those are kind of the big points that we just talked through. So is there any anything else either one of you two want to add to the conversation? Yeah, I just want to point out, you know, it was such a hectic and crazy interview process and the willingness you both displayed to be so flexible and the grace you extended me in not knowing when I was going to have power again and how is this going to work out. That really showed me a lot more of who you both are and who Uptick is as a company and how I would be treated when I joined, if I joined, then you know, any sort of interview question could. So just those sort of subtle behaviors during a very chaotic interview process, that empathy and understanding of, hey, we get it. It's a crazy time. We want to make this work. What can we do? Um, I think just really showed your hearts and showed Uptick's heart more than just having a regular Mm. um, conversation would. So I, I think, you know, for managers, if you are in interviewing someone who's going through a crisis, uh, just employing that empathy and, and understanding is really going to kind of demonstrate who you are and who your company is to that interviewee. Yeah. And for me, uh, kind of pivoting off of that, I think one of the things that is really important for someone new is to give them some quick wins, find some ways for them to do something that they're really good at and let them do it so they can feel like, oh, 
I'm, I'm catching my breath here. I'm, I'm in, as opposed to, you know, either dump trucking a whole bunch of stuff on them that they're not familiar with, or by, by giving them nothing, just show up in the office and they don't know what they're supposed to do. So I think one thing I've really observed recently, Michael, with you, uh, you've had a couple of new hires more recently than I have, is you've given people some quick projects that they can win and they feel successful, and then you can build on that success, and they feel like they're more part of what's going on in the team as a whole. Yes, totally agree. Love that. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today on the podcast, Whitney. It's great to have you on. Yep. Great We're to excited be here. to have you back on again <laughs> soon. And uh, you guys have a great day. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams today. We would love to hear from you. So you can hit us up on Twitter at Uptick App. You can also message us personally. Our info's in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting uptickapp.com.